0: Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in this video I'm going to be talking about low self-esteem leads to dating disasters. We talk a lot about attachment trauma on the channel, where we're explaining that the bond that we had with our caregivers in those early years has a major impact on how we attach to others, our own self-worth, our mental health, and our ability to date in romantic relationships. What people haven't really known up into the last maybe 25 years is how much of an impact attachment really has to do with Being a healthy partner in our relationships. Okay, so when you're dating, you have to look at the person's mental health and their ability to attach, not just like that you think they're attractive or funny. You know, if you look at those things, I mean, they're great, but they're not gonna get you a long term commitment you have to look at somebody's ability to bond, to trust other people, to compromise, to show empathy. I mean, there are lots of different things that we're always trying to educate you guys on with the channel. The workbooks, the creative healing course, are all to help you guys improve those skills, to work through your past traumas, To become healthier adults so that way if your ex comes back, they're blown away by the changes that you've made. If they don't come back, you're going to blow away all the people that you're going to date. And you have to realize you have tons of competition out there. So you always want to do your best to stand out from all the other people. And eliminating even small mistakes makes a huge difference. Nobody teaches us this stuff. And it took me many, many years of obsessing about this stuff to learn it myself and to help you guys understand it. Um, But you also have to take a good look at your self-worth and your parents. How did they treat each other? How did they treat you? What did they teach you? What are these messages that you now tell yourselves because of the things that they told you? You got to work through it because if you don't, you're going to tolerate being mistreated. You're going to uh, struggle with understanding your partner's needs. You're going to struggle with your own needs and chances are you're just going to be overwhelmed with anxiety all the time and struggle to communicate or uh, be there for your partner. So, it's gonna come out in a lot of different ways. So, you gotta do the work. If you fake it, you ain't gonna make it. You can fake it till you make it, but you gotta really do the work in that time. So, I got a really good email coaching today that I thought you guys would enjoy. Um, This was somebody who actually did uh, coaching with me a long time ago. They said, Hi, coach. I contacted you two years ago about my previous boyfriend, and you really helped me back then. You pointed out I have an anxious attachment style, which I am really trying to overcome, but it's difficult. I I bought the five workbooks, and I processed them two years ago. Good. Now go back and do them again. If you buy the workbooks, don't rush through them. I talk to you guys all the time. You rush through them. Take your time. Go through them twice, okay? There's a lot of content there and there's gonna be tons of aha moments that are gonna hit you when you really take your time or go over things more than one time, okay? I'm having trouble with my new boyfriend. He dumped me a week ago. She's in her late 30s, he's a couple years older. We met on a dating app a few months ago. We hit it off really well. He was initiating contact up until two weeks ago. We had common goals. My only complaint at first was I thought he was a sex maniac and he was uncomfortable with condoms. This was a cause of dispute, and rightfully so. You don't really know this guy yet. You've only been dating for a couple of months and you're obviously putting yourself at risk if he hasn't been tested yet and you don't really know him well enough to be exclusive yet. So this is a red flag for me. If he's a sex maniac, what does that mean? Because oftentimes people that have sex addictions have a lot of other issues going on there. He wanted us to meet during weekdays and have sex, which was difficult for me, as I have to get up early every day. I also had an infection 10 days ago. I get I got strep, and I couldn't have sex. I had to take some antibiotics. He had to also. He didn't complain about the antibiotics. He complained about us not having sex. Okay, does that not seem immature and selfish, that... Okay, he knows you got an infection and it's only 10 days and he's complaining about that. I mean, he's in his early 40s here. It just seems uh, pretty selfish to me. I I would think most people would see that as a non-issue. Okay, we'll wait till this is over and not make a big deal about it. But I suspect there's more going on here. I believe he was loyal to me. I didn't have any signs of cheating. I was loyal to him. Alright, you don't think he was cheating, but let's keep going. The big problem was that he was disappearing at the weekends, the last three weeks. You don't have any evidence that he was cheating, but he's disappearing on the weekends for the last three weeks of a two-month relationship. Let's go on. When I wanted to meet him and spend time with him, he went out with his friends. So, he can prioritize the sex, even though you can't because of the infection, but he can prioritize the time with the friends. It just seems like your feelings and your needs are not a priority here. And I think there's some big red flags here. I felt really alone and bothered. Okay, well, you've only known this guy for two months and you're already feeling really alone. I would think that you might want to look at your social circle and maybe make some more friends that you're not so reliant on somebody that you barely know. Because that is unhealthy and it would put a lot of pressure on a new relationship. I had already told him he had a close friend who was changing girlfriends every now and then who I think was the cause of the breakup. You think his friend was the cause of the breakup? Well, I'm not saying that the friend might not be a bad influence, but I certainly don't think that an uh, adult in their 40s should be letting their friend determine if they're going to break up with somebody that they care about. Fifteen days before our breakup, he vanished for eight days. And you didn't think he was cheating? Did you think he's at home playing Candyland? I mean, what do you think he's doing? He's disappearing for over a week? Right before the breakup? I wonder where he could be and what he's doing. I followed your advice and didn't reach out. I thought he ghosted me, but eight days after, he sent me a message saying he wanted to talk to me. Yeah, I wonder what you want to talk about. Let's see. At first, I was really angry. Good, that would be healthy. He disappeared for over a week. Although, you guys are newly dating. So, it does seem like you're putting a lot of pressure on somebody that you've only been dating for a couple months. I told him I didn't want to meet him. You told him that, but you didn't really mean that. You were just upset. That I wanted a man. A consistent, well-behaved man. Well, I don't think you found one with this guy. The next day, I changed my mind and called him yep you can already see this is going to go bad he said that he had vanished because he felt suffocated he hadn't cheated on me he needed to think you ready he missed me and my body i think the important part for this guy was saying he missed her body he missed the sex is what he's missing Maybe he hadn't found it anywhere else in that eight-day period, so he's like, oh, I better reach out. I think this guy's probably got a sex addiction. We got back together, even though I had doubts. I told him if this happens again, it would be the end. Good. I'm glad you stood up for yourself. Ten days after that, last week, there was a holiday, three days off of work. I thought we would spend time together. Two days before the holiday, he told me that he had to take his mother to the village and spend time with his friends there. I told him this was not possible as the wedding of his brother was approaching and his mother had to prepare. He left and sent me messages when he arrived. He said he missed me and on Saturday, He sent me a picture of his elevated, that's how she describes it, elevated, (laughs) excited, happy to see her, a lovely picture. (sighs) I said that it was good when he asked me, but I insisted on us talking when he returned as I had doubts about our communication ability. Next day, I felt really lonely. I called him. And he was at the beach with his friend. Okay. So, I don't like the fact that you're so lonely and putting so much pressure on a brand new relationship with somebody that you don't really know. No. That's not healthy for you. Okay? And that makes me feel like you've got some attachment trauma going on here and maybe putting a lot of pressure on your relationships, particularly a new relationship. This would turn somebody off. I'm not saying that this is why it didn't last with him because I think he's got some serious issues here. But if you found a more secure, healthier partner, I think they'd get turned off with you being so lonely Um and feeling like there's a lot of pressure to be with you. He was at the beach with his friend who accompanied him at the village, not his mother. I got angry and told him that I felt lonely, and he said, that's not my fault. Oh, well, isn't that very empathetic and compassionate? That's not my fault. Well, it might not be your fault, but... How about saying something that might be a little bit kinder? Seems to me like the only thing he cares about is his elevated friend. I told him he could have told me earlier so that I could have arranged something else. That he didn't want to spend the weekend with me. I told him that I felt like a slut. He only wanted me for sex. Well, I could see why you felt like that because it seems like That is what he only really cared about. He got angry. He told me he didn't want to waste my time and that we should leave it there. I was angry and told him, since he didn't want to talk about it, let's hang up. I miss him. We haven't talked in a week. I didn't want us to break up. I wanted us to spend time together. Will he come back? And should I contact him to say sorry for yelling at him? Okay. Um, Will he come back if he wants sex? Probably, that's why he would come back. Should you contact him to apologize for yelling at him? No. No, you were standing up for yourself, which I think was the right thing to do. Because it does seem like he was just using you for sex. Now, listen, if you guys want to go out and just hook up and keep it casual, that's up to you. But if one of you is wanting one thing, and the other person is wanting something completely different, one of you is going to get hurt. And in this case, that's going to be you. He's disappearing. He's not making you a priority with his actions. Um, And it seems like he's only reaching out when he's in the mood. And I think we all know what I mean by that based on the pictures that he sends. So the problem for me in this situation is that you seem to have gotten very attached to somebody that you really don't know. And that's reflective of your own attachment issues. So you got to work through that. Because a healthier guy will also get turned off by your needy behavior. And it does come across as needy to put so much pressure on somebody that you really don't know. I mean, this is only two months and you are complaining into this about issues like, it seems like five weeks in. If somebody did this with me, I'd be turned off by it too. Um, You know, it'd be nice to hear something like, I miss you, I wanna see you. But when you're saying I'm lonely, it just seems unhealthy on your end. And so you gotta work through that. Now, I think he's incredibly unhealthy. You said he's got a sex addiction, he's disappearing, Um, he's not making you a priority, and so I don't think he's a good candidate for somebody um, long-term. But, you know, this can be a real wake-up call to you and taking a look at what it is that you need or want. What's reasonable to ask from your partner? I mean, how much time do you think a partner should spend with you? Or how much time do you want a partner to spend with you? Everybody's different in how much time they want to spend with their partners. It seems to me like this guy was only reaching out because of the sex. And if you weren't having sex with him, I think he would have disappeared a long time ago. And I think if he had already had somebody lined up, he probably would have just not contacted you after those eight days. So... I don't think that this is a situation you should pursue. You're obviously an adult and you can make your own decisions. I just think you're going to get hurt dating this guy. I think you deserve better than this. And I think you have to take a good look at your self-worth and self-esteem and realize that he's treating you poorly. And yet you're feeling guilty for yelling at him for mistreating you. I think it was healthy for you to yell at him for mistreating you or to make you feel like you were being used. And if he wasn't using you and he genuinely did care about you, then he needed to act like it and show you with his actions, not his words. So I'd be really careful about pursuing a relationship with this guy, especially because he doesn't want to wear protection. Okay? Okay. So, I would not be intimate with this guy without protection. I mean, honestly, I don't think you should be intimate with him anyway, but I really hope you don't uh, sleep with him again without any protection because this guy, who knows where he's at and what he's doing for days at a time and disappearing on weekends. you got to look at people's actions in a relationship. It tells you a lot, okay? So hopefully you found this helpful. Of course, you can get a coaching with me on my website, AskCraig.net. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Let us know what you thought of this video. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the channel. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon. To get my help personally,